How's everybody doing? Pork here. And um, I just kind of want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, market things, what's going on. And um, I'm also going to record something after this, get back into the options thing, and uh, we'll release them both. I didn't release an episode last week because I was traveling for work. So that kind of happened. And uh, I apologize that I didn't get any content to you. Um, but I'm going to try and double up the amount of content, lessen the time for you so it's more dense, and then also try and get out more content to you. Um, so with that, let's get into it and uh, start this thing up. So last week, the markets were down, brutally beaten. I mean, there were two different days where we just got our butts kicked. I mean, 3.5% down in the S&P 500 is pretty rough. And then over the last two weeks, the S&P 500 has dropped 12%. I mean, this is huge, huge stuff that's going on. Inflation at an all-time high for 40 years. It just, there's no end in sight. And then we had the Fed raise uh, rates by 75 basis points, which was more than the 50 basis points to uh, try and combat inflation. And the markets loved that the first day. And then the next day, literally the next day after the market, after the Fed raised rates, the market comes down even further than it went up. There's just like, everyone was like, oh yeah, this is good. They're finally going to, you know, get serious about tackling inflation. And they're like, but inflation's still here, and all of my positions are being devalued because everyone else is selling out because we don't have the ability to buy as much stuff because inflation is devaluing our money. Sell everything! Oh, God! Like, it just... I can't, no one can predict the market. Anyone tells you they can is absolutely just bullshitting you 100% of the time. Um... And then Friday was a quad witch, so it was kind of like this weird stagnant day where things were just getting like filled and closed and nothing really moved all that much. I mean, uh, S&P was pretty much flat. There were very few things that were up or down, a significant portion or anything like that. And uh, this here isn't an actual representation of my Friday. This is, I'm recording this on the weekend. Happy Father's Day to you, those of you who are, you know, fathers. But yeah, um... I've been adding, I've been reducing margin, um, adding dollars to this account uh, every every pay week just because it seems to be the best way to use capital is all these super down stocks. Now, what you're going to hear from almost everyone is that this is going to get a lot worse. And you can't throw a stone at some type of investment firm, investment fund. Uh that's telling you, well, yeah, it's getting, it's pretty bad, but look on the bright side, silver lining this, silver lining that, and basically being cheerleaders for the market saying that, oh yeah, no, this will turn around, not a big deal. And then you have all these financial YouTubers uh, that are basically saying, you know, this is going to get a lot worse. I don't know who you would leave. The hedge fund managers who basically have to be cheerleaders for any stock that they're invested in, because if not, then people would withdraw their money and they would be left destitute, poor, and jobless. Or the financial YouTubers who some of them have no no 
horse in that in that race. They're basically telling you, you know, this is what I see. This is here's the metrics. Here's what I believe is happening based on previous history. And this is how bad I think it could get. Now, what I say is for entertainment purposes only. It's not financial advice. But I've been seeing things that concern me. And basically, I think based on what I'm seeing, based on the, the metrics and everything and everything I've heard and everything I've seen, I think the S&P 500 could go down to about 320, the SPY, 320, 320 SPY, somewhere in there. I don't know when, and I don't know how quick or rapid that will be or when the bounce back will be. It could go below 320. It could go all the way down to 300 and come back to 320 and then start its move back up. And I don't know when that will happen. I don't know how long it takes. The S&P 500 just went into bear territory this week and closed in bear territory. So we are actually in a bear market now. And anyone who's saying that we're, you know, maybe in a recession is lying to you. You are absolutely living through a recession right now. The question is, does it become a depression? And based on every metric I'm looking at, everything is cycling down much faster, much more rapidly than it normally would. And again, it, it can get much worse. Now, that being said, I'm not all doom and gloom, and I do want to give you some positive points, which is why I'm recording a separate video after this to discuss some options plays that, again, entertainment purposes only, but these are things that I'm going to do to try and conserve some of my money. Now, I could be wrong and I could lose all that money, but I feel like it's a good hedge to make sure that I'm not just losing money day after day if things continue to cycle downward. And if you have felt the pain, if you've been feeling the pain and you want a way to kind of stop it, this might might help. I'm not saying that you should follow my advice. I'm saying you should do your own research. But we are I'm definitely gonna cover that in a short separate video that you can take a look at on your own time on YouTube. Um, because there's visuals and things. So if you're listening to this in podcast form, check out the YouTube version of the next release because I think that'll be very beneficial to a lot of people just for entertainment and education purposes only. <laughs> Always have to cover your butt, YouTube. That's how it is. That's how it is. But I mean, if we just, I want to take a look at like all these different, you can't like, oh yeah, don't be duped. JP Morgan says the S&P 500 rebound to 4,900 and here's three, three stocks you can use to bet on the bounce. And then it's uh, silver lining and looming stock market crash. Uh, renewed concerns about inflation has the Fed triggered. Like the Fed wasn't doing a damn thing about inflation. And now they've finally started raising rates at a much faster rate. I mean, what is it? House 30-year mortgage rates are over 6% already. I mean, not even two years ago, it was 3%. And for those of you in the re uh, retail finance, not retail finance, what the hell am I saying? real estate markets. If you're looking for a house right now and uh, you feel like they're all overpriced, you can wait. And if you don't want to wait because you fear that in the uh, interest rates are going to keep going beyond six, beyond seven, they could. They could go all the way up to 10%. That would be probably the highest I think you could you would see them at this point based on what I've seen. 
But here's the thing. Interest rates, they fluctuate, they change. The price of your house, that changes too. So if you see a house that's a $200,000 house, it's been on the market for 15 days, maybe 30. Housing sales fell 16% month over month and price drops increased four times month over month in the last month. It's huge. Those are huge numbers for the real estate market. And each market's different. Depending on where you live, they fluctuate wildly, but the overall trend is downward for housing prices, housing costs. And rental rates may increase to try and catch up to some of that. But I think that the housing markets will go down. As far as prices for houses, you might, you're might you going to get more inventory. People are trying to get in before they can't sell their house, but it's too late. Buyers are already, you know, have the power back from the seller because there's more. There's an excess of houses because everyone keeps trying to sell theirs before they've missed the bubble, which they may already have. And now buyers have a lot more options. I, even in my own market around where I am, I've seen more houses on the market much longer. And I think by this time next year, something that costs maybe uh, 200000 maybe somewhere in the 150000 range, 25% drops in specific housing markets probably won't be unheard of. And there's going to be a lot of it especially if inflation keeps hiking, especially if they can't get it under control, especially if we go into a depression, it's, it's going to be a wild time. Now, 25% seems like a lot and it is, and it may not happen that way. It may just be a 10% downward tra trajectory that we're on, um, but you're definitely going to find a lot more deals going through where buyers are not buying in cash. They're not buying in, you know, without a, you know, walkthrough. They're not buying sight unseen. They're not buying it without an inspection or any other type of clause. You're going to see a more standard housing market. It's going to be hard for real estate agents because they're not going to sell as many houses. Not as many houses are going to be built, which means a lot of contractors are going to have jobs. Not a lot of flooring people are going to lose their jobs. A lot of you know, just in general, anyone who's tied to building houses in any way, shape or form, probably going to have to let some people go. And that's going to spike some more job loss. And we have yet to see job loss numbers for this month, but that's coming this week, I believe. And um, I would expect it to start be, the unemployment numbers start creeping up between big tech housing and basic supply chains, because Target and Walmart have an overabundance of items that aren't grocery because supply chains caught up a little bit and now they've ordered so much and it all came at once. They have to start marking it down and taking losses on it or waiting another season to sell some of the seasonal items. So they're not going to be buying any of it from the, you know, producers of those. So now those producers are going to lay people off. So you're going to see unemployment spike, which is, we haven't seen that part yet. And when that happens, you're going to start hitting those depression numbers. Probably this is my guess. And I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. And I feel like there's another YouTuber, um, Brian from, uh, clear financial value. 
I forget his channel name. I'll look it up. I'll link it in the description. But he's he's really good. He's uh, he's a real he's actually like a tax accountant kind of person. Um, but he does these really great videos on market conditions, economics, polit pol uh, political. Like he's very apolitical, but he does you know he does basically call out what is wrong with any administration with any type of like you know policies that are done by either party um he's a real good watch and uh yeah i'll definitely link him in the in the comments and stuff but he uh he does good videos and you should take a watch because some of the information he has is really great and he explains his logic and reasoning behind everything now what does this all mean for your portfolios your income you can look at it a couple ways. You can hold on to your money and it can lose 9% over the course of a year. You can invest your money into crypto. You can invest your money into the stock market and watch it go down 25%, 12.5% in two weeks and continue to drop. You can continue to buy a little bit at a time, keep a cash reserve and dollar cost average down and probably come out on the other side of this smelling like a rose because there are very few times in life where you're going to find prices this steeply discounted. And I know it seems like every other year we have some bullshit that requires us to say that. And you may be, once in a lifetime financial collapse in 2008, once in a lifetime pandemic in 2020, again, another recession. It's all once in a lifetime event because we've had quantitative easing for so long and now we have to pay the piper. It's going to be a global depression and it's once in a lifetime every other freaking year. It's once in a lifetime. I feel like I've lived eight lifetimes by now and I'm sure you do too. <laughs> Uh, there's a, there's a saying it's, uh, that good men make easy times, good times and easy times make weak men, weak men make hard times and hard times make strong men and strong men make easy times and the circle continues. And right now we are in the process of the weak men making hard times. And you take that for what you will. But every single American knows, and a lot of people around the world that aren't even American citizens or live in America or anything like that also know that there's a lot of weak men making very hard times for the common person right now. Because they're not as, they're, they're much worse off now than they were a year ago, six months ago. And that's just that's just them knowing that because it costs more money every time they want to buy groceries, every time they want to buy gas, every time they want to do something, the prices are more and more outrageous. Those hard times. Best thing I can, you know, tell you right now is to make as much money as you can right now because you don't know when your job will let you go there's no guarantees in life as to what comes next so earn as much as you possibly can invest wisely and in another couple years you'll definitely be making out like a bandit so for that that's the end of this one uh tune in because after this i'm going to record something where i'm going to go into a couple options plays that i'm doing 
and uh, we'll get right into that. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. Trade well, be safe. <laughs>